Welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Friday the 14th of July with me, Bernadette Anderko. This morning, our Chief Economist, David Cole, is joining the show from Frankfurt to talk about the state of the US economy and what we might expect from the Fed now. But first, we'll have a roundup of what's been moving markets with my colleague, Lucia Cecilovic. Good morning, Lucia. Good morning, Bernadette. So, uh, Lucia, let's start with equities today. Um, I see that despite all the data this week, the global stock markets are heading for their best weekly gain since last November, aren't they? Yes, they are. So stocks rose yesterday after another key inflation reading came in lower than expected. And that came after the S&P 500 closed at its highest level in over a year. All three major U.S. indices were higher yesterday. And interestingly, the broader market is now up more than 3% from when the Federal Reserve began its rate hike campaign in March 2022. Okay, so uh, you mentioned a key inflation figure. I'm sure David will fill us in on the detail, but perhaps you'd share the highlights for us. Yes. So yesterday we received the U.S. producer price index for June, which rose less than anticipated, basically confirming the cooling inflation trend shown in Wednesday's consumer price index. The producer price index, which, by the way, measures what wholesalers pay for goods, rose 0.1% in June. And core PPI, which strips out volatile food and energy prices, climbed 0.1%. Both figures came in lower than expected. However, I would also like to highlight yesterday's U.S. weekly jobless claims, which also came in lower than expected. And while this may sound like good news at first, it actually just highlights the ongoing tightness in the labor market. All right. And the the U.S. inflation report also had a positive effect on European stocks, where I see the majority of sectors ended the session in the green. Um, Have the Asian markets followed suit this morning? Yes, they have. Shares in Asia did advance overnight with gains in South Korea, Australia and Hong Kong. This was largely driven by optimism over policy support in China. Chinese equities, funnily though, were more mixed with the CSI 300 index trading around the zero line. As for the Chinese stimulus, Chinese President Xi Jinping finally appears to be offering a helping hand to the private sector, as officials have made a series of high-profile moves to demonstrate the Chinese government's backing for private companies. And Xi Jinping has also vowed to treat foreign investors better and called for greater openness in recent weeks. In other news from China, the country has loosened some of the restrictions it proposed months ago on artificial intelligence services similar to ChatGPT. It seems that China recognizes the need to compete for global leadership in AI. Uh, Now, turning to currencies, there have been quite some moves this week. I see that the, the dollar index, which measures the US currency against six major rivals, hit its lowest level since April 2022 overnight. Can you tell us a bit more about that and perhaps any other currency moves? So you're right, Bernadette, the dollar index is on track for its worst week since November because markets now expect the Federal Reserve to be nearing the end of its rate hike cycle due to easing inflation. The euro touched a fresh 16-month high against the US dollar, while the British pound was down, breaking above 130 US dollar yesterday for the first time since April 2022. The Japanese yen strengthened and is on course for its best week against the dollar since January. And finally, the Chinese offshore yuan ticked higher. Okay, then uh, coming to today, it's a big day, isn't it, with the earnings season kicking off? 
Yes, it is. So as usual, the big US banks will kick off the Q2 earnings season, including Wells Fargo, JP Morgan and Citi. Our head of research, Christian Gattiker, said that the Q2 edition is expected to be another difficult earnings season, given the mixed economic picture in the global economy over the past three months. Okay, so we'll just have to wait and see what's in store for us there. Um, Anything else that we can expect today, Lucia? So in terms of economic data, we will get the Eurozone trade balance later this morning, as well as the University of Michigan sentiment data out of the US. And as for markets, stock futures are trading mixed around the zero line in both Europe and the US, and yields across the globe were a little changed, and so was actually gold. Oil is slightly up on support from tighter supply. Uh, Bitcoin finally is trading flat this morning, still holding above 31,000. Thank you very much for that uh, wrap up, Lucia. So now we're approaching the next FOMC meeting, and I'm delighted to welcome David Cole to the show to provide some insights into what the Fed might be planning. Good morning, David. Good morning, Bernadette. So uh, we've had a lot of data out this week. First off, we had the June inflation data slowing more than expected on Wednesday, David. And I read on CNBC yesterday that one of the economics professors at John Hopkins was prompted by the data to say the inflation story is history in the US. Do you think that he's right? Well, it's going in this direction. Finally, we have to say, because uh, there was expectations that this will be history much, much earlier. But yes, uh, there are some effects, of course, uh, from the tighter monetary policy. But also, we probably most of the people realize that demand and supply is much more in balance. And this is showing up in, in prices are rising less strongly. So inflation is coming back towards the 2% the Feds want to see. Uh, and it's it's probably moving a bit. And that was this week. That was this week's surprise. It's moving faster uh, than many had expected. Okay. So I know that you said earlier this week that you now expect one further hike in the US in 2023, uh, the next FOMC meeting on the 26th of July. Following on from the surprisingly lower PPI data that we had yesterday, do you think we might be actually looking at reasons for Fed to start cutting rates before the end of the year? Well, I think eventually this uh, debate uh, will start to heat up. Uh, now the debate is really, uh, do they have to do this another rate hike in, in July? I think the bar is pretty high that they would cancel that. So despite like this uh, favorable inflation numbers, um, the Fed is pretty much committed to do a final rate hike. And that's a deviation, actually, from their guidance they have given in the last FOMC meeting where they indicated two rate hikes by 25 basis points this year are the appropriate rates to slow the economy, to bring inflation down. So after this week, uh, probably things has a bit changed. Uh, most of market observers, including us, think that uh, probably only one rate hike is necessary uh, to slow the economy further, to bring inflation further down. In terms of rate cuts, um, you know, keep in mind, and we have just heard uh, the, the labor market data, that the U.S. economy is in actually quite resilient state. So despite inflation is coming down, we have full employment, we have good investments, we have high consumption. And on the consumption side, uh, the second half of this year can bring some surprise on that side. Um, when you have lower prices, lower inflation, and when you still have a quite good labor market, then, of course, the purchasing power is increasing on consumers. And this could be a factor uh, resulting in quite resilient, quite strong supply, quite strong economic momentum in the second half of this year. Will the Fed consider rate cuts in this environment? We doubt that. We don't think so. Something uh, bad has to happen. So the economy has to slow or a financial accident has to happen to really convince the Fed 
uh, that it's needed to cut rates. Uh, so we stick to our view, one more rate hike, uh, probably next meeting, then a pause, and then actually sticking quite a long time uh, to this uh, to this elevated level of uh, of uh, interest rates, to this tight monetary policy. And we think rate cuts will be definitely discussion, but rather one for 2024 uh, than at the reminder of this year. Okay, so uh, no rate cuts for the remainder of this year. But dare I ask, because people are mentioning it, are we approaching a deflationary scenario? I mean, do we need to start discounting a recession in the US now? Well, deflation, recession, um, of course, uh, probably it's uh, with the inflation never uh, too hot, too cold. Uh, so it's never in the middle. Uh, so yes, we're coming from a point where inflation has been definitely too high. Now the fear, yes, uh, it, it's, it's valid to fear um, that uh, it will be probably too low. Uh, yes, it has some volatility, so uh, we can't exclude that inflation is going also below 2%, probably even in the negative territory, given uh, the enormous volatility we have observed. Uh, at the same time, we uh, the underlying growth drivers uh, speak against like a really structural deflation uh, story going forward. I just mentioned the labor market is very solid. The consumption outlook is improving with lower prices. And also the investment side is actually quite robust. So from this perspective, uh, a repeat of the last decade where, where, where there was lingering deflation or disinflation in, in, in major economies, including the US, uh, we think we are operating now in a different structural environment where the risks of deflation are much less severe than they had been in the last decade. Uh, so yes, we will see volatility, inflation numbers, uh, deflation, we think it's rather a remote probability uh, for the next 12 months. Good to know. Thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your thoughts there, David. Well, that's it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for contributing and you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a review on whichever platform you choose to listen to us. Helen Freer will be back on Monday to quiz Mensor Pachinsi on all that's hot from a technical perspective. And of course, to guide you through what's been moving markets since today's podcast. So please join her then. Meanwhile, I wish you good luck today. Have a wonderful weekend and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.